Good evening. It is Wednesday night, no Tuesday night, and you are live on the Rangers AF podcast. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and joining us tonight. Now, obviously, we're starting the podcast on a slightly somber note, um, given uh, the sad passing of uh, Jimmy Bell, uh, which was a massive shock to the Rangers family and the uh, rest of the world on Monday night. A guy who uh, served our, our, our illustrious club for almost 40 years, joining in 1986. He was part of various teams, including 10 permanent managers that saw us win 18 league titles, 14 league cups and nine Scottish cups. Um, Jimmy Bell was an absolute marvellous man. He was a heartbeat of Rangers Football Club um, and somebody that epitomised the institution. Um, and, you know, there's been loads of uh, lovely tributes and stuff coming in from uh, former players, former managers, um, including... Uh, Jermaine Defoe, I've picked a couple of, 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 of ones that kind of caught my eye today. Um, Jermaine Defoe says that he, he he was with Jimmy Bell one time and he said, wee man, go and get my bag over there. There's something inside it for you. Um, and inside was a bottle of whiskey and Jermaine Defoe is uh, teetotal. And he gave it back to him and said, you've got it. And, and he said, you've got to have this shot. And I said, but I don't drink, Jimmy. And he said, you better drink this right now. We've just won the league. It's 55 titles, so you better drink it. And uh, Jermaine Defoe, you know, snapped his, his no drinking agenda and, uh, you know, satisfied the demands of uh, the kit man. Um, Alex McLeese said that uh, they were all reading the newspaper one day and how an Australian guy had been eaten by a shark. And all the boys were saying, this is unbelievable. What would you do? How did that happen? Jimmy walks over with his deadpan face and looks in it and says, well, it's their territory, isn't it? Um, and walked away and we were just shaking our heads and he was forever the voice of common sense. And I think, you know, it's, uh, it is a, it is a sad, sad day uh, for, for um, everybody involved. And, you know, we just we just hope that uh, the team the team do it for him uh, on Thursday night. Um, so uh, our thoughts are with the Bell family um, in, this, in this difficult time on behalf of uh, everybody at the Rangers Air podcast. So <clears throat> joining me, joining me tonight, uh, I've got none other than my absolute legendary uh, pod father, that is Jeep. Good evening, Jeep. How are you doing? Aye, all right, mate. That was a, a lovely way to start the podcast. It was really good sitting here trying to compose myself and aye, just try to carry on. Eh? I think obviously we we were supposed to do the pod last night, guys, but I just don't think any of us were in a... Um, an emotional state to do it. It just wouldn't have been right um, speaking about the game tomorrow after what had happened. So thanks for bearing with us. And uh, I hopefully we'll try and get you a wee bit excited for the game tomorrow more so than what I'm sure you already are. Thank you very much, my friend. And also tonight, straight from Interview Central, um, as I like to call it, it's Jods. Uh, good evening, Jods. How are you doing? Nice to see you. Looking lovely and fresh there. <laughs> uh, this is work chic. Uh, yeah, I've just done no long finished work. Uh, again, just to echo what Jube said, that was uh, a lovely, uh, lovely message. Um, we're all thinking of the Bell family just now. Um, none of us were fit, fit enough yesterday uh, to do a podcast. We didn't think it would be right either. Um, it should have been a day about Jimmy remembering him, thinking um, and praying for his family. Um, and that's what we're all doing. Um Rangers, I just hope that you you do it tomorrow for him. And the one of the most gut wrenching quotes I saw was, uh, "Maybe Walter just needed his kit man back." So uh, hopefully they're up there partying tomorrow. But um, aside from that, I'm I'm okay. Um, it's just been a a wee, it's been a shitty week. So when that yep, is agreed. 
Aye, and uh, obviously James James Tavernier came out as well um, and said that, you know, he said that I know Jimmy wouldn't want the fuss, he would just want us to roll our socks up and get stuck in. And that's exactly what they'll do. Everybody will be ready to go from the first whistle to do it for the clubs, the fans uh, and for, 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 for Jimmy. So let's hope that happens. Uh, all the way from Portland, Oregon, he's handed in his unicycle to somebody else tonight and the bagpipes with flames on. It is none other than Driggs. Good evening, Driggs. How are you doing, my friend? Good. I'm well. Somber, but uh, you know somebody like Bell. I thought Defoe said it great too when uh, he talked about you know somebody having a, a a presence and a legend such as Jimmy Bell without actually kicking a ball, and uh, you know all these players that none of us have probably really met have all these lasting memories in our minds. But Jimmy Bell probably comes to the top of it just because of all this you know funny stories McCoyce would would say or all all the memories you think of on and off the field. Jimmy was there. You know everything for the last 40 35 years um and i was going through some quotes earlier too and even lewis mcleod had one talking about him and Mackay, and how uh jimmy bell came in and said you know we used to have the likes of DeBoers and moles and now we have mcleod Mackay. <laughs> obviously giving a dig at him and yeah awesome it was a really funny that. one for windass as well i think windass put up he, 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 asked he, asked a, he asked for a set of gloves and he's like hank loudrup wore gloves son <laughs> And I could, I would, I just loved to be in a fly in the wall. Yeah. And he's like, apparently gave him it stinking all the time. Um, yeah. And then a few players saying that they asked for specific numbers and he told them no. Yeah. So they were told <laughs> when they started, just speak to the kit man and we'll get a number arranged. And they asked him, they said, no, this is a number you're playing with. And, and the funny <laughs> thing is, the more you hear about other players that, you know, went on to maybe a more illustrious career, had a better repertoire, you find out that Jimmy would have given them the number. You know, they're just yeah. they're just riding them to push them to be like, yo, you're not ready for the number 11 yet, just to maybe, you know, egg them on. Yeah, yeah. absolute legend of a man. Um, yeah. So I think we'll just we'll just briefly touch on um, the Celtic game from the weekend. Obviously, it seems like an absolute age ago uh, when that happened. Um, and quite fittingly, um, the last goal that Jimmy Bell saw was obviously hitting the back of the Celtic net, which was uh, fantastic. Um, Celtic versus Rangers, Celtic. Celtic Park first uh, first of May Rangers uh, came away with a draw one one, unfortunately not the result that we wanted. And I think a draw was really um, as good as a win for them, really to be honest. Um, but this game's like one of the first that I can remember in my actual lifetime, actually, where we've been calling on the manager to field a weaker team because of the game that's coming up this week. It's quite refreshing though, and you know I kind of went mm -hmm. into the game thinking. Do you know what? I've not got the nerves. I've not got the usual nerves. But then the closer kickoff got, I was like, do you know what? Here it comes. Here it comes. Um, and obviously, you know, you're still thinking, you see the lineup and you think, actually, do you know what? I think we've got a chance here. So obviously there was those two goals in the match. One from Jota, 21 minutes to Cala, 67 minutes. Team of McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Bassi, Barisic, Lundstrom, Jack, Arfield, Kent, Sakala, and Arebo. And I won't go into too much detail other than to say that, you know, Bonner Barisic was up to his usual... Um, body shaping tricks uh, to get us in trouble in the first half and then Fashion Zakala had the opportunity to kind of you know put the game out of sight in the second half and it just wasn't wasn't happening for us but I think in terms of the game overall I would say that we showed again that you know we've got this energy that comes from nowhere in the second half that kind of puts teams to the sword and you know that's 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 really encouraging looking into um this week's game but what was your what was your thoughts um on the game no, you're finished off in Oh God! I was like, he's going to come at me at the absolutely wrong waiting. time here. I was, I was trying to slow down the words. Yeah, I was, uh, I was hovering over the mute, uh, mute button. Um, I before I go into my thoughts on the game itself, I was, I was, I was thinking there. Obviously, we're going to have uh, 
three games in the space of a week. And when was the last time that you can think that the game away to Parkhead was the least important of the three of them? Mm. It's just it's a, a unique Bonkers. situation. Um, especially this I late think, in the season. Yes. Especially this late in the season. Um, I think the result was probably fair. Um, I thought it was just a game of two halves. I thought they dominated the first half. Um, I thought other than all I can think of is Kent having a bit of a, a decent chance. He was a bit off balance with, uh, with the volley. Yep. Um, but other than that, uh, I think Celtic created the better chances in the first half. The goal was really, really poor defensively. Um, Maida just kind of gets away from Goldson a wee bit too easily and gets a ball into the box. And Borna Barisic seems to actually try to be um, correcting the mistake he made in the game at February by keeping an eye over his shoulder and seeing the player come in and when the ball comes in, he thinks it's a good idea to open up his body and try and clear it with his left foot instead of just kicking it into touch with his right foot. Um, so really, really infuriating, a really, really poor goal to concede. Um, and one thing I noticed for the goal, I don't know if anyone's seen it back, but you don't really see Stephen Davis getting overly emotional on a football park, but he actually goes through him. See, when the ball hits the back of the net, he, he, he has a, a right go at him, um, which good. I, I've actually not seen. Uh I don't think I've ever seen him do that. I've got to be honest, um, but the way he did. So, if you're uh, if you see that again, try and catch that. Uh, in terms of the second half, I thought we came out and we were a lot better. I thought we were by far the better team. I always feel that if you're the better team in the second half, you kind of feel like you deserve to win the game, especially at one-one when uh, we missed so many good chances. But I would say over the ninety minutes, a draw was probably fair. I agreed, and obviously, you know, we. We we played the game without a recognised striker as well, and I think it was it was quite clear in the first half that um, Joe Rebo wasn't as as effective up top as um, what we might have expected him to be, and I think it took that kind of uh, shape change in the second half to kind of turn things around. Uh, like you say, it was a it was a game of two halves. Um, but Jos, what was what was your thoughts on the game? Were you happy with the result? Um, I was in the same boat as you guys. We are. I don't know. I sound shocking, but I kind of forgot we had an old firm. Um, and then it got to like oh I'm not it's safe here to admit that it's all right yeah and then it got to like obviously the day and I started feeling it and then you've got the emotions watching the game etc but um I just think it's incredible that Rangers were in me and we're still involved in uh, the Europa League we're still playing playing European football um so obviously a lot of us have been starstruck and just focused on that which is totally understandable especially considering it is all to play for tomorrow night. Um, however, watching the game, um, was worried uh, when you seen the starting lineup. I understand that um, Wright maybe put in a performance <laughs> prior, but I wouldn't put him as an out-and-out target man. Um, and I just felt like, um, yeah, I feel like um, we were just thin on chances um, because we were, we were making the runs. Like Kent, again, was phenomenal, um, but I just feel like we ne- we never our end product wasn't the best, um, and it was frustrating. Sakala, don't even get me started in that. If you took if you just touched it earlier, like if you just took the shot, literally like two seconds earlier, it'd have been fine. Um, we were by far the better team. Again, it gives a call as to why we need VAR in Scotland, um, because although um, it it was missed, um, there could have been an offside goal. For Celtic, um, it wasn't called, but again, we're not going to look at jump on that. I felt like it wasn't too unfair. Like looking at a hope we've had worse 
uh, refereeing uh, decisions made. But um, yeah, um, it was. It's not like the type, but it wasn't the game that you're riled up for and everyone's talking about for ages. I think when it was done, we're just kind of like, right, okay, let's focus on Thursday now. So um, probably not the best analysis to give, but we were by far the better um, team. I think they also said during the game that um, our Rangers, not the first team or, um, or is it only twice that Celtic have actually... Uh, conceded in the second half or something of a game, something along those uh, lines. I, I heard, I heard this stat. I can't remember what it was. Um, but I heard the stat, uh, and it's just to show again, like our resilience. Um, we one thing we've said about this team. I, I have been quite critical of uh, uh, Bronckhurst. I'm not going to lie. There's times I have said I don't understand what his game plan is. I'm starting to buy into it a bit more. He has, he has making a difference with his subs. He knows when he needs to change a game. I think give him um, a transfer window give him time and let him pick his own team, I think we'll see. Um, and in even testimony to him in uh, Europe, he's making relevant changes. He's knowing where to make the difference. Um, and there's a belief. I think the players really, really buy into him as a manager um, from the convers- like the conversations you can hear um, on their their interviews. I think there was a tweet as well, so seeing someone saying being around the players, like with press interviews, you can tell. Um like how much they they believe and they they don't think anything's over. So um, I think it's good that we've got that resilience and the, the team are well up for everything. Um, the only sad thing about the league is I feel like it's a little bit too late. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, you know, my, massive shout out to John Lundstrom who just popped up there in the comments. Uh, absolute stalwart and machine, or Lord Lundstrom as he's known to me. Um, <clears throat> I absolutely love him. And obviously when, when we've got that kind of, uh, when, you, when you pair him up with somebody like Davis and Jack who are really good at ball recycling possession, um, spatial awareness, vision, then you know, you've know you got the perfect midfield formula um, in my honest opinion. And it was absolutely fantastic and actually I had to, I had to issue uh, a public apology to Fashion Sakala because uh, I tweet that I don't think, you know, in the first half based on his performance in the first half, that I don't think that fixture's right for him and then, you know, he proved us all wrong in the second half but he's he's one of those players who obviously isn't uh, consistent enough um, in terms of, of what he does um, and, you know, reading the game, knowing where to be and using his body and stuff. I spoke about that before uh, but then all of a sudden he comes up with a moment of magic and almost had two. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully he he develops into the complete player uh, that we that, that you know we hope he will be. But Driggs, what was your thoughts on the game before we move on? Bringing up Lundstrom is one of my important thoughts to watch for the game. He's had a good run. Uh, he had an initially good start at the team at the beginning of the season, and then kind of you know faded off a little bit. But it's had a really really good run. Everybody's been very very impressed with him. And this was the kind of game that was really important for him, in my opinion, to put himself to be one of the first people on the team to impress himself as a management team and the staff and all the fans because there's some really important games and this this game was a super important game but in the grand scheme of things not really but he showed up he completely just absolutely dominated that midfield and I think that was a really important thing because he could have very much just not applied himself in this game and he didn't he kind of dictated the midfield and I thought without him in the first half, it would have been a lot worse. Um, you know, we're talking at the end of the game, how tight things were. Five passes separated the teams, you know. One had 428, Rangers had 423. And the passing accuracy was the same. Possession was 1% off. Um, really, really, really close game in the long run. And I think that had we made some adjustments in the first half, might have gone a little bit differently. Um, 
But I honestly, it was a four o'clock game. I didn't remember much after it happened. But uh, it's just so weird to have a game like this not be meaningless, but just really not to take away much from it. Other than the fact that I was calling for Sakala's head in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then second half, he comes and you know ties the game with the goal, which ironically was identical to one of Marco Negri's goals. Yeah, you know, it was almost within, within two or three they yards about... of like the run, everything. I mean, yeah. I think they, they actually put the goals up side by side on Twitter. Yeah, uh, he did yesterday, he and it, it. I, I, Marco Negri himself posted that, and it was like it was like the finish, the finish, then the replay, and the replay, and then the similar angles, and it, it's scary how identical they were. Yeah, yeah, amazing, love it. It was, um, a, it was a really so... good goal. It's a really good finish. It was, and uh, what was interesting as well, actually, I was going to save this for the next bit, but, but I'm going to say it now, is uh, Ahmad obviously coming on, um, uh, Diallo um, get, getting some minutes, and I don't know if you noticed, but post-match there was a kind of, a bit of uh, positive PR uh, for him, um, saying that you know he needs more minutes and stuff like that, and I wonder if maybe that's a wee hint, because obviously manager mentioned that he wasn't sure if Ruth and Ramsey were going to be fit, if he's going to be a wild-card starter uh, tomorrow night, but um, yeah. obviously... We'll, we'll keep a close eye on that. I didn't see Ruth in the training video, so I'm hoping that's no. just as good as... He, he's talented. He's got a lot of skill. He's can do some really impressive things out on the park, but I just don't think he fits in with the team that well. No. He had he had a really, really good defensive play, if I remember correctly, in that game where he tracked back yep. 40 or 50 yards. Right. Got a good book in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That <laughs> Very was, good that was the one. No, no, that was, was one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was. Oh, it was, just, it was a good, it's just it was not going to work out with him. I feel like when we got Diallo, his, like, was it his first game or his yeah. first start? It was a, an old firm. Uh, and I feel like he just buckled under the noise and the pressure. And I don't know if yeah, that was, I don't know if that was, him, like, to fling him in, let him hear the noise. Because if he plays on, he plays tomorrow, Iris is going to be bouncing. And it doesn't matter if like you're a Rangers player. If you're not used right. to that, you could not used to not being able to hear other players and yeah, uh, it's a lot. Agreed. I don't know if that was maybe like if he's called upon, he knows the type of atmosphere that it'll be against. Mind you, they only sing when they score, and um, so there probably wasn't too much of an atmosphere for him to compare it against. But Ibrox is going to be completely rocking. I mean, you've heard them like Tav and Gio both come out. And say that they they are relying, and a, a lot of people can't come to Ibrooks and deal with that pressure, and so it could be that I felt because I felt like when he was played in his first old firm, he, he like bottled it like proper, like he yeah like James yep. said the chat he said like full on, and I think it was too much for him, um, and I think there was no there was no Rangers fans at that point, wasn't there? Not that it was just completely so, yeah yeah that we that was when we weren't given any allocation away, so yeah I. I think it's just to kind of prepare them for those type of nights, that type of atmosphere, that type of pressure. And hope and hopefully we can see something. I mean, he's got pace. Maybe he's learning his craft. One thing I'll say is a, he's a positive little guy. Like yep. Yep. he's not he's came here, he was hailed as Wonder Kid, hasn't had like a bad game, and that was him no, no more. So he's obviously having to prove himself a lot in training. Um I think one thing we are, all are is we don't really give players time. Uh, you don't in the Scottish game. Uh, you are overly, overly critical, uh, especially my dad, who got to see all the greats. And then the minute someone kicks a ball wrong, he's like, "They're done. They're done. Never again." So Put the um, team forever. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck's that for? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so it is hard, but hopefully, um, I mean, 
if he puts the work in and he, he gets his head down and shows what he can really do, maybe we can call up on him. But um, it's going to be massive tomorrow. Massive. And if he calls, you know, if he's there saying, I want more minutes, you, mean, him. Yeah. you, you give um, him more minutes, he doesn't perform. He's that's gonna what I'm... get. He's going to get real hard time. And he knows that by now. You know, this is I thought it was quite... I thought he was quite unlucky at Fur Park um, because I actually thought he looked quite dangerous and he had to come off uh, just so we could re- rejig the shape right. uh, because of yeah. Balogun's red card. I thought it yeah. was it was quite harsh on him, um, and I did, I felt quite sorry for him. And I said at halftime, I would have took right off. I would have left mm-hmm. him on. He looked more dangerous, and then right scored in like the forty seventh minute and made me look like an idiot. And then I said, <laughs> right, let, I'll test this again. Takes a cow off, and the Sakala won a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> so I might maybe I'll just do that. See when we see when the teams announce tomorrow. Maybe I'll just slate every single player individually. I, I think what I think what st- people struggle with when they come up through like the the like the English Youth Academy and stuff is you don't get time in Scotland on the ball. And I feel like they want all this time to maybe show off or do fancy things or whatever. I mean, how many times? As much as I love the guy, how many times has Kent frustrated you? Um, and I don't know how many times I've screamed. Um, saying you've not got time, you like, do you know what I mean? But I feel like with Diallo when he first came in, he was wanting time, he was wanting to sit back and like, because um, I, I took um, Sean to a Man, Man United game he wanted to go to, and it was frustrating me how much they just just stamp a bit or they pass the ball and don't look, don't get me started by the way, it's just all these back passes or back heels and they're not looking, and I get so frustrated. And is he no for Manchester? Is he no for Man United anyway? So I've got a grievance against that team anyway. I was purely like, sitting the full time, face like a scalped arse, like, I Brooks is so much better than this. Like, you're hating life. But um, I just feel like with those type of games, you maybe get a bit more time, you get to be a bit more creative. In a Scottish game, you don't, and especially in old firms, and starting them off in an old firm, maybe it was a rookie mistake. Uh, Fijio and maybe it went on his confidence a bit but hopefully he can prove us all wrong and do something and we can all be eating our words because we loved it we've done it with Lundstrom we did and 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 you know what? Uh, the key to that, Judge, was was um, time time to adapt. You know, you kind of touched on it there about not getting time on the ball. You know, giving giving players time to adapt. I think there there is no better arena than you know Ibrox um, to to develop a player mentally, um, and obviously the Scottish game to develop players physically. You know, there's a lot of folk that play player league doing. Um and rightly so. You know, it's a bit of a shambles. It's not structured very well, and the folk that govern it are idiots but at the same time there is no better league in the world in terms mm. of physicality um and you know developing mental strength in the scottish league that's why you know spurs are happy to play as in pre-season friendlies because you know they want to test their players in that mm. in that type of environment and you know man united will send players like ahmad to come and you know experience that and i think you know what what we have seen as he's had that time to come in you know he's 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 had that scare at celtic park he's come in to training, mm-hmm. he's applied his cell and he's earned his start and he's and he's come in and he's and he's doing well. Um and I hope you know he he he, he gets more opportunities in the last few games to kind of show what he's got. But um I hopefully it's been a it's been a good exercise for him. But hi anyway before we move on I'm just gonna pop a quick word for our sponsors. Please subscribe to the Rangers AF podcast. I'm feeling it I'm feeling a change. I'm feeling it in the air. That melts my heart every she's time. Gonna, every she's time. gonna 
Marley is going to get to like 12, 13 year old and she'll be like, Dad, I hate you for doing that. I hate you. She needs to sing one Lundstrom song for the next one. Aye. Well, um, he's, he's back home next week anyway, so um, hopefully we'll get, some, we'll get some more recordings. <laughs> I hope we're all, hope we're all oh. singing that tomorrow night. It lifts you. It absolutely lifts you. But hey, Jeep, you'll be really, really pleased to know that I have got an absolute plethora of factual stats and information for uh, tomorrow's game and obviously a wee bit of trivia that'll get oh, you involved go. in. Oh, I'm out. See you later. So nice just <laughs> brace yourselves. Brace yourselves. Get yourselves a cup of tea or whatever it is you drink. So tomorrow night, Rangers versus RB Leipzig Europa League semi-final. I can't. I, I've got, I got goosebumps saying that there. Second leg, Thursday, fifth of May, twenty twenty-two, live on BT Sports Two, at eight PM. Now, obviously, we are one goal behind in terms of aggregate, but there is so much to play for. Uh, Rangers, of course, will hope for an encore of a memorable quarter-final com- uh, comeback as they return to Ibrox for the second leg of the UEFA Europa League semi-final against Leipzig side, looking to protect a 1-0 advantage to the first leg in Germany and reach a European final for the first time. Um, Rangers clinched the UEFA Europa League knockout phase berth with a game to spare. Uh, just reminding you, finishing runners up to Lyon in Group A with eight points. They then eliminated Borussia Dortmund 6-4 on aggregate. What a reminder that is. Oh my God, did that actually happen? Yes, it did. Should have been and 7-4. Then it should have been. Red Star Belgrade, obviously, 4-2 over the two legs in the round of 16. And then Braga 3-2 after extra time in the quarterfinals. Skipper James Tavernier striking twice in the second leg at Ibrox to make it six goals in Europe this spring. Leipzig, though, that's an interesting story. Moved across from the Champions League after finishing third in a group dominated by Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain. They then overcame Real Sociedad in the UEFA Europa League knockout round playoffs before receiving a bye. They received a bye. Uh, against Spartak Moscow in round of 16, uh, ending Italian interest in the competition with a quarterfinal defeat of Atalanta, which was no mean feat, by the way, uh, with French international Christopher Nkunku scoring both goals. Uh, he's obviously a massive threat that we'll be looking to uh, tomorrow night as well. Uh, this is Rangers' 51st UEFA match against German opposition. The record in the first 50 is 17 wins, 15 draws and 18 losses. They've been victorious in 13 of the 24 home fixtures, losing only four, but have failed to win any of the last three. That's a key start right there. Um, the draw against Dortmund following back-to-back defeats, the Glasgow side's records in two-legged ties against German teams is wins nine Losses 10, so it's the chance tomorrow to even things out. Uh, Leipzig's only previous UEFA encounters with Scottish opposition were against who, Jeep? Say that again, sorry. Leipzig, only only previous UEFA encounters with a Scottish opposition were against who? Celtic. Correct. In the 2018-19 UEFA Europa League group stage, where they won 2-0 at home before losing 2-1 in Glasgow. The German club finished the section in third place, a point behind their Scottish rivals who went through to uh, as runners-up to Salzburg. Now, here's the exciting bit. Here's some trivia for you. So, some of these, I'll admit, I had no idea. Um, so, uh, Rangers Nigerian international defender Leon Balogun was born in Berlin, of course, um, and has represented five German clubs. Can you name them, Jeep? No. Motion guard back. No. No. <laughs> They Verda were Bremen. the German yes. one. Yeah, Werder Bremen, Hanover, Fortuna Düsseldorf, uh, Darmstadt, and Mainz. Um, Ryan that is Kent, a killer of a question. 
I know Ryan Kent has also uh, been on loan in Germany. Do you oh, know where, 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 where he was? It was at Freiburg. Freiburg. It was Freiburg. Yeah. Correct. They played him as a striker as well. Now, by the way, that, that's, a, that's a shout. By the way, that is, that's a shout. That is fantastic. Um, he made six Bundesliga appearances, Ryan Kent. Uh, let's see what else I've got here. There is a Rangers loanee who scored twice past Leipzig goalkeeper Peter Gulyaski um, at international level. Do you know who that was? That's an easy one. Uh, must be Ramsey. It is Ramsey. Wales defeat. Oh, oh God, I thought it was me. I thought it was me. It's not nope, me. He's frozen in the corner. Uh, well, there. Oh, you're there, but you're not here. moving. Now you're moving. Yeah, hey. there you go. That was weird. We, lo- there. we lost you a wee bit. <gasps> My and I thought it was me, mate. I thought it was me. This broadband let me down there. Jesus Christ. Um, so I was just saying about Tab being the uh, leading uh, scorer with six goals in the knockouts. Uh, knockouts. He's drawn him level with Akambe. Uh, uh, from Leon and Galeno from Braga Porto, both whose goals all came in the group stage, whose clubs have now been eliminated, of course. Um, Leipzig, Leipzig have found the net in all of the European games this, this season, scoring 24 goals in their last 11 matches. Hopefully they fail to find the net tomorrow. And I think I'll stop there with the stats because there are quite a lot. And obviously I want you guys to do some speaking uh, on this on this match rather than just me reeling off stats. That's, mad, That's mad that they've they've but, uh, they've not failed to score in a game and it, they took what until 80, 84 minutes until last week. Eh? We almost completed a, a shutout of them as well. But I tell I, I tell you what, see before I come to you for your opinion, can you tell me which uh, Rangers player is the only one to have appeared in all thirteen UEFA Europa League match days this season? 11 starts, two substitute appearances. Goldson hasn't played every single game? Mm-mm. Tav hasn't. Tav didn't play away in Lyon. Is it Bassey? Mm-mm. No way, sister. Do you want me to come Balligan? back to it after? Like, we'll let folk in the chat. No, it's not Balogun. We'll let people get involved in the chat, actually. See if you can guess who it is. Uh, Jeep, give me your thoughts on this game. What's your what's Probably your expectations? Come out, but go ahead. My, my mind's elsewhere now, mate. I'm thinking about something completely <laughs> completely different now. You've 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 got me there. I'm thinking. Um, Is it uh, Kent? It's no Kent. Oh, <laughs> jeez, oh, that is a that is a. Does that include the qualifiers? I don't know. How many games? I don't. I know. guess so. It's thirteen. 13, 13. Five in the group stage. Match days, so yeah, it must be. It must seven, be. nine. And, oh, no, no, it's not. Uh, That's really annoying me. I know, that is a cracking question. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Can I be the goalkeeper? Can I be the goalkeeper? No. Did you know that no German team has ever reached the uh, Europa League final? I didn't, no. Hopefully that continues. Yes. <laughs> Well, fuck I'm just saying that Frank Frank continues got a, for us. Yeah. I was going to say <laughs> Frankfurt have got a chance. Um, but obviously Leipzig are coming into this game off the back of a 3-1 defeat as well. Um, on Monday, which is lovely, that'll have sapped some energy out the out the legs. I'm gonna yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say Joe Rebo, but I don't know if it's right. Correct. Is it? It's Joe Rebo. It is Joe Rebo. Well done. Yay! Have fun. Right, sorry, what did you ask me now? What was the series thing <laughs> you asked me? <laughs> I forgot, mate. But to be honest, missed, my mind was elsewhere. One of the the Champions League. He missed one of the Champions League games. He did. I think. Yeah. The qualifiers. The qualifier. Mm, yeah. Was it Malmo? 
Aye, because yep. if it's yeah, 13 right. games, that's just the Europa League, and that's the five group stage games, and then the... Correct. 15 games. Knockouts. 13. 13. 13. Uh, Give me your thoughts, right, anyway. Oh. Tomorrow, tomorrow, right, tomorrow's game, uh, ah, it's <laughs> massive. I've been thinking about it all week. I've been thinking about it for before the weekend, like... Um, the thing I was wanting for the game last week was I, I just hope we got back to Ibrox and we were still in the tie. I wasn't wanting a three or four nil defeat, um, and I didn't really know what to expect because as much as I knew they were a good outfit, I didn't really know much about them. Um, and I, I, on, I honestly really really believe that we can do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know something. So, something I've been thinking about it quite a lot today as, as well, and see because uh, like what happened yesterday with Jimmy Bell and that, I don't know. I've just got this. I've just got this feeling that we're going to do it. Um, I think like an early goal would be great. Uh, the the way we got one against Braga, uh, the fans will be absolutely massive tomorrow. So if we get thirty minutes into the game, forty minutes into the game, and Tav miss hits a cross or something. Just please keep going. Obviously, I'm not going to the game, but just please, please, the fans keep going. Um, just get right behind the team. This is the biggest game at Ibrox that we've had uh, since we were demoted. And to think where we were 10, 10 years ago just now, we were coming to the end of a Premier, a Premier League season, knowing that the summer had such uncertainty and we didn't know where we were going to be playing. To be one game away for a European final is just incredible. And I really, honestly, I, I really, really hope like that, that we do it because it would just it would be an unbelievable achievement and the fans would just have a fantastic time in Seville and it would just be absolutely massive for the club. Honestly, I'm 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 almost praying. Like I really, really, really hope we do it. It's been it's been the only thing that saved this season from being like an absolute toxic cesspool. Because without this run in the Europa League, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it'd be a pretty bad season. Yeah. It would be. That's the we've dropped, we've dropped a few, dropped a few points in the league. I think we dropped points in the league. Uh, the games in between Dortmund and that, didn't we? So, like, the the Europa League has took its toll when we're kind of we're running on fumes a bit. With a lot of players are missing. Obviously, Morelos has been missing for a while, and Roof and Ramsey are they going to be fit? I've got to be honest. I, I don't. I'd be surprised if Roof started tomorrow. Um, aye. So, I mean, we're. We're going. We're going into this game when we don't have a recognised striker, and Leipzig are going to be playing with a recognised striker. Who, if a big European club wanted to buy him, they'd be paying upwards of 70, 80 million for him. Like it's just that it's 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 just incredible the fact that we're actually battling with a team like this. And regardless of what happens tomorrow, I'll be so proud of the players um, for how far they've got. Uh, and I just hope they can go that one step further and just keys that magic Europa League final because regardless of what would happen in the final in that case, for me, it would be a really, really good season. Agreed, mate. And, uh, you know, just to just echo your thoughts here as well, you know, uh, get behind the team 100%. And, you know, I, I think as well there's going to be a wee tribute for, for Jimmy Bell in the 69th minute as well, um, which is which is fantastic and fitting. Um, and I just think, you know, the players need to go out there and you know, we we say it, and it's cliche, but leave you know, leave your body, you, your your body out there on the pitch. Give everything you've got because this this is your chance to go down in history. You know, become a legend. 
and get Rangers to you know their first Europa League uh, final or Scottish teams first Europa League. In fact, I think it's a Scottish teams first semi final as well, um, for that matter. So oh, keep yeah. you know keep keep repping, keep breaking records, and let's make it happen. Um, George, what's your thoughts? Sorry, I've got a wee lump in my throat. I'm getting pure emotional. Um, I actually am. I'm just. I'm actually so gutted. Sorry, I'm getting really emotional. It's okay. that Jimmy's, it's all right. Jimmy's not going to be there tomorrow. Um, just, I'm going to no speak, but just make That's it. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, I'll move on. Driggs. They've got to take it to him tomorrow. It, it seemed like in the late in the second half of the first first leg, um, you know, going at Leipzig a little bit more. They they started finding some holes. They started you know, seeing some areas that were a little weak. Um, it's no doubt that, that Leipzig didn't really have much going on in the final third in the first half of the game. Um, it's it's a weird thing. Obviously, Gio and everybody's looking at their their matches. This win against, or this loss against uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach the other day will definitely help them. I'm sure Leipzig will learn a little bit from, from their mistakes, but it's winnable. And I think that's a that's a big of a I don't know. It, it's winnable. They they really need to do it. There's going to be so much going on tomorrow, you know that. Uh, I just hope the things don't get lost, and I hope I really hope Barisic Barisic has a good game. Yeah, uh, agreed. He it's he's, key. He's super important. Super important. Yeah. It's absolutely key, Driggs, and, and you know you hit the nail on the head there. And I, and I think kind of looking at um, Liverpool versus Villarreal last night, there was there was almost a similar story there, you know, in that they kind of um, reserved their their energy supplies for the second half. But for us, you know, I, I do hope that we're aggressive in the press from from the kickoff yeah. and just um, absolutely dictating control um, possession as much as we as we possibly can and recycle as much as we can because when we're at our best, you know, we can beat top tier opposition. And right. nobody, nobody is a challenge. So you know, take that, take that into tomorrow, and 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 absolutely smash it. And you know, as Josh says, make us dream, do it, do it for Jimmy, and absolutely destroy them. Um, and that I would be, that would be lovely. Thank you. Lundstrom's gonna have have a very important job tomorrow <laughs> too, because yeah, Nkuku's had an incredible season. He's not had incredible seasons before. This season is by far and away, five times better than any season he's ever had. And I don't think that's him. I think that's the team around him is figuring out how to play balls to him, to use his speed, to use his abilities. So I think Lundstrom, even Kent, cutting out guys like Forsberg if he's out there, you know, depending on who they're starting, I think that's the most important thing is getting those balls that are getting fed to Nkuku, just getting him shut out so he's got nothing. You just said balls getting fed, mate, and I lost my shit there. I'm sorry. I am. Um, <clears throat> if I was, if I was to 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 predict a score, um, I would probably say three-one Rangers. Jeep. That's what I was going to say. Um, I'll go two-one, and we'll go in extra time. I'm on three-one, the same as the Braga game. Three to an aggregate. Joe, you're, you're, you're sticking with me, are you? 3 1? Yeah. Driggs? I could see it. Uh, I think it'll be. I think Rangers are going to go early and it's going to take until the absolute you know, last minute and they get that final goal. 
and everybody's our blood pressure is just I mean it's just the way this season has gone every single game it feels like every single small game every single large game it's just the amount of tension and stress has just been I hope I hope my heart makes it to 11 o'clock tomorrow night <laughs> so fingers crossed for Jeebs's heart I'll, Jeebs's start, heart. Okay, I'll, I'll put you I'll put a regular Fitbit zone minutes right into, yeah. into, into the group chat right buzzing Buzzing for it. So um, we've we've got another fixture that uh, we'll just quickly run predictions on for for Sunday, which is Rangers versus Dundee United. Um, Sunday, twenty third of April at fifteen hundred hours. It's live on Rangers TV only. Uh, so make sure you tune in uh, to that. Uh, I'll start. I'll say eleven uh, 0 Rangers. Jeep. <laughs> Did you know what? See the way we're going. See the way we're going. We'll beat Leipzig at like four 0 tomorrow, and then we'll get bet off Dundee United at the weekend. One 0 Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I think I think I'll best I'll go after the game. It, it re- I think it really depends. I think the players will either be. Uh, I think regardless, they'll be tired on Sunday. Um, they could be depleted if it doesn't go well. Um, they could be joyous but absolutely shattered after a hard-fought victory. So I think Sunday will be tough. I think it'll be tight. I'm going to go different here. I'm, I'm going to guess that we might drop points to Sunday. I'll say no, no. Oof. Jods? Uh, 3-0. I think we'll play Wee Lowry. And I think yes. we'll score. That's the spirit. So. That's the spirit. Up Lowry and Diallo. Just put him in. Yes. Driggs? 2-0. 2-0. Good shout. Right. I'm going to hand over to Wasp. It's, so it's in with both goals, obviously. obviously. Oh, nice. Cedric and Yeldy. <laughs> the return Who's of... Who's that? I know, who is that? So uh, let's let, let's see what the Wasp has got to say. And, I, and I'd like to announce it's a short video this week. Thank you very much, Wasp. Wasp here. How you doing, team? Hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. We've got to do hand movements this time in case Jody rips the pish again. So... Uh, biggest game of the season, Thursday, Leipzig, and then we're at home to Dundee United. Just got to keep this short and sweet. In the words of the great Jimmy Bell, don't care as long as we win. So rest easy, Jimmy Bell, and uh, much love to the Rangers support. It's, uh, it's been a tough day, troops, so uh, we are the people. Uh, lovely. Sorry for poking fun lovely. when he was doing that. I know, I feel bad. I can't, I can't take it seriously. <laughs> Shame, on like you, Shame on you, Shame on you. Doing all the funny stuff, and then he goes Jimmy Bell, and I'm like, yeah, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, mate. Do you know, I was, I was just thinking there about um, another funny yeah, Jimmy Bell thing that I've seen, and it's, and it's back to um, Jermaine Defoe again. And Jermaine Defoe was saying that he was in his office one time talking about like the goals that he'd scored for English, uh, England and stuff like that. And Jimmy Bell just turned around to him and says, I but you've not scored as many as McCoist. <laughs> I was like, that. yes. Take that, back of the net. Um, right, so jumping into shout-outs then, um, I, I just want to give a couple of wee shout-outs. Uh, I'd like to give one to my, to my pal, Stu Hamilton, um, who unfortunately uh, crashed his car. Um, a few days ago, he's he, he's um he's coming to it all right, but he's a bit shaken up and he's a wee bit sad. So, um, I just want to send uh, my best wishes and love to him and hope that he has a, a speedy recovery. We're thinking of you, mate, and uh, really appreciate your um your your love and uh, images and uh, postal messages that you send me. Uh, and also, I'd like to give a shout out to Stephen Payton, who's on his way to the airport picking up his son. Um. For, uh, to, to take back him for him and Maggie and he's getting to meet Maggie's daughters for the first time so that's going to be quite exciting uh, buzzing for that as well 
Uh, anybody else got any shouts that they would like to give at this point? Uh, I'll give a wee shout out to Wasp. Um, we've missed you the past few weeks, mate, and I'm looking forward to having you back on next week. I'll give a wee shout out. Oh, sorry, anyway. No, no, go on. Go on. Uh, my pal Alison. I um, heard that actually named her Alison because when it was a boy and he, it was named after Ali McCoy, so Alison was born. Um, so, yeah, it's her birthday tomorrow. So, happy birthday. Yeah, absolute builder. You should play her the Elvis Costello song, Alison. I'll, I'll do it's that. Good. It's a good song. Um, talking about Alison, just a quick funny story. I got a voice note today because nothing's ever straightforward. She smashed a picture frame in our bedroom two months ago uh, and cleared up all the glass. And then today, somehow, a shard of glass and a pair of her jeans. She put the jeans on. It's went right through her kneecap. And it's too dangerous for them to remove it. So she's just got shards of glass in her knee. There should be a like a pun or something in amongst that. Um, but yeah, shout out to you. Um, happy birthday tomorrow and enjoy your shards of glass in your knee. <laughs> Walking on broken glass. She's got a knee like Dad Puzzle. <laughs> oh. oh, love it. Back of the net, Jeebs. Back of the net, my friend. I love that. Right, so I think that's probably a good point to uh, to close this podcast off. Uh, and let everybody get back to their Wednesday night and match match preparations, sh- superstitions, things that you do. Um, so thanks everybody for tuning in, uh, listening and watching and uh, getting involved in the chat. We we absolutely love it. Please make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Tell everybody, tell your pals, their dugs, their wins, everybody to get involved and watch um, and obviously um, get involved in the chat. And we'll see you probably next Tuesday, I suspect. Um with hopefully some uh, post-Europa League uh, jubilation, shall we say. Um, so I've been Snags, he's been Jeep, she's been Judds, and he's been Driggs, and we will catch you on the flip side. See you later on. Mm-hmm.